If you see Paul W. Smith on I-94 this morning, please move to the right. He may be running a few minutes late. It's the pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. Glad you're joining us this morning here on the pre-W. Smith Show. Of course, Paul will be here on time. Of course he will, and he'll be here in the 6 a.m. hour. We're looking forward to that as always. How can you start your day without Paul W.? Well, we don't here in the WJR listening audience, so we're looking forward to Paul. Before we get to him, though, inflation here. Continuing with the theme, in the first segment, we talked about other ways to bring more money in. Inflation hits us all. Prices go up. We all feel the impact. But the interesting thing is there's a certain segment of the population that doesn't feel it the way the rest of us do. Oh, really? What's the, what's the magic here? Well, Claire Ansbury, she's a columnist for the Wall Street Journal, brings to our attention there's actually a segment of the population it's kind of been, maybe inadvertently, just the way they live, preparing for this moment their whole lives. This is a segment of the population that is used to living kind of a frugal lifestyle. And she brings it to our attention, tells us how they do it and why. Interesting. Okay, Claire, we need to hear. Yeah, as you said, inflation is affecting everybody. But the people who are extremely frugal say that, you know, that they've been living a frugal lifestyle all along. So if you don't spend a lot, you're not going to be hit a lot by inflation. But it's still always relative. Even if you're not spending a lot, prices go up. And if you're making any purchase, it's presumably going to cost you more. Right. But what they say is that if your lifestyle is one where it's not your trying to buy things or you're saving to buy more, then you're going to be affected more. But they've been living this type of lifestyle all along. For example, they do things like grow most of their vegetables and fruits in, in their gardens. They don't have shopping lists because they only buy marked down items. So it's really prioritizing their money, not spending here, but spending there because it's important to you. It's a real values difference. Yeah, I was going to ask you for examples of how some of the more frugal consumers conduct their purchasing and I think, you know, and get around the impact of inflation, therefore, and I think you've given us a couple of examples, but these people say that they were made for this moment. Is it that they indicate they don't feel the pain or effects or impacts, negative impacts of inflation, or is it that they're just better equipped to deal with it? Yeah, I think, again, it's a lifestyle thing. I mean, you can't just all of a sudden inflation rises and you decide to, well, I'm going to start growing food and vegetables. I mean, th these people have five gardens. They plant. They spend a lot of time in their garden and preserving their food. They don't go out to eat. I mean, there's nine kids. If you went out to dinner with nine kids, I mean, there goes your budget for a couple of months. She bakes all of her own bread, cooks all their food like 95% of the time. And things like washing dishes by hand, hanging clothes out to dry, when you're going to go out and run some errands, you know, don't run six errands a day, you know, consolidate all those errands. It's a way of life for them. It's, it's not even thinking about, oh, we should do this. It's just what they do. And, you know, it's not easy. And the gentleman in this, he keeps a food journal in a little spiral notebook. It's not a big Excel spreadsheet. I mean, he just writes it all down longhand and just sees where they spend and, uh, you know, just kind of monitors it. And if they see a bag of 50 pounds of flour, they get distressed lists from some of these wholesalers. So they see, okay, 50 pounds of flour is 
you know, they, they found a, a bag of 50 pounds of flour. It may have a box that's dented or something like that. Right, and, right. and so they'll put it on the distress list. So mm -hmm. they'll buy that. But when they describe that, you know, if he, he describes writing this journal to people and they're like, oh, geez, I don't want to do that. You know, that's a lot of effort. He says, you know, people want a simple solution and it's not a simple solution. It's, it's just a lifestyle because they say, you know, a couple of tips are not going to make a big difference in people's lives. It's not like, OK, I'm going to cut my cable subscription. Therefore, you know, life is going to be easy. It might save a couple of dollars, but it's really about not spending when you don't have to. A lot of us would see the not spending resulting in a decay in quality of life, depending on the kind of lifestyle we're leading. Do you think people who are frugal by nature and would fall into the category of those consumers who are frugal, do you think they look at their frugality as a way that decays their quality of life in any way? Or is this just part of the way it's to be done from their perspective? I mean, it's part of the way it can be done. I mean, I was talking to one woman and she said, look, I think that being frugal reduces stress and clutter in my life. She's not always stressing about what she can't buy because she's buying what she needs. And, you know, she doesn't have a lot of clutter in her house. So for her, it's not reducing or sacrificing any way of life. I mean, they retired early. They moved and bought a house. This is in England, but I mean, this way of life, these practices, it doesn't matter where you live. But she was saying, you know, whatever money that they saved on things like coupons or insurance, lower insurance, they put aside to help pay off their house. And whatever additional income they got from promotions or overtime or whatever, they put in a pot for early retirement. So they retired early. They bought their house. For her, this is not sacrificing quality of life, but they've been able to retire early and live where they want. Right, right. And I think that's the key difference is that those who are used to being frugal, those who live yeah. life that way, don't necessarily see it as a major, you know, trade-off uh, that's negative necessarily. They see it as a way that delivers benefits to them, as you say, either in reduction of clutter or perhaps less stress because they're not overspending. And that's the way they see it. And that's why it comes easy to them. Uh, but for the rest of us, it might have to be more of a discipline but nonetheless, these are the times we're living in and we could um, take a page out of their book and perhaps right. learn a thing or two and, and apply these things in our own lives. Right. I mean, one of the things that kind of seemed doable for a lot of people, including myself, is, you know, if you take sort of a challenge, not not to have the word challenge in it, because that turns some people off. Sure. But, you know, like, oh, my God, what do I have to do? I have enough stress in my life and enough pressures. Do I have to take a challenge? But I mean, a simple thing of deciding you know, for if you decide for a month, that may seem too long. If you decide for a week, maybe, just to eat whatever is in your pantry or your freezer or your refrigerator, I think a lot of people could do that, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to buying something to eat every two days. I mean, if you right. really just took this at like, okay, well, I have a lot of stuff. Everybody opens their cupboards. There's a lot of stuff in there. And if you just decide, I'm going to eat what's in there, nobody's going to go hungry. Yeah. So it's kind of a or a no eating out challenge for 30 days. If mm -hmm, that's too much, mm -hmm. maybe a no eating out challenge for two weekends. Um, other people have tried a no spend month where they they pay their bills, get their groceries, but they don't buy anything that's non-essential like clothes or movies or makeup mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you, you know, decorations. Sure. And I like your suggestion of taking like small little steps, small bites, make small little moves to offset in the collective 
offset your spending a bit. And uh, I think that's good advice. Those are things that people can achieve and it will make a difference in your monthly spend. Right, right. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. We Thank you so much for sure. joining us, Claire, and we'll take the advice to heart. Okay, great. All okay, right. It was nice talking to you. Thank take you. Care. You too. Claire Ansbury, columnist with the Wall Street Journal. Thanks so much for being on today and giving us a little insight into what it means to be frugal and how to apply a dose of frugality to our own lives to help us offset the pressures we all feel these days from inflation. Okay, we're going to head to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.